All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the same fucking intro that I do every single time we do this. It is... Uh, see, this is, <laughs> this is where I get stuff. It is season 27 of The Zatchelor. We are on week six, but episode seven of Bachelor Massacre. I am here with co-host, extreme co-creator, Mandy Says, coming to us live from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. How you doing, Mandy? I'm nice and toasty and roasty. Yeah, it looks lovely where you are. Are you out on a like on a like a screen porch or is it just a No, that's my sliding glass door, but okay. I live on these fancy aisles in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I see beautiful yachts and catamarans go by my backyard. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that um that foliage outside the uh outside the window. Palm trees everywhere. Hell yeah. Palm tree city up in here. Okay. All right. Well, we are, and by we, I mean uh, everybody on The Bachelor, we are in Estonia, a place that I know very little about. What do you know about Estonia? I don't know why my mind goes to, um, oh my God, what's the movie with Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser? It's like one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Encino Man. (laughs) Estonia Man. (laughs) I don't know why my mind goes there, but it does. Yeah, you could not Um, be further off with that one. Yeah, I I have no idea. But I think he's from, I think they sit like they look something up and they're like, he's from Estonia or Estonia. I don't know. I think the caveman is from Estonia. I don't know. I can't remember. He's from Estonia, but he's thawed in Encino. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. My mind works in weird ways. That's about the most I know about Estonia. Um, which is obviously nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about it either. I'm assuming it's um, it's in in Eastern Europe somewhere. Um, you know, we'll we'll leave it up to the listeners to to do their own research on that one. But this episode starts with what I'd like to call uh, I don't know whether to call it a five o'clock shadow breakfast or a beard stubble breakfast. But we've got <laughs> we've got Jesse and Zach. Um, having a conversation together while their their stubbles um, can regard one another. Uh, you know, I feel like the producers are obviously annoyed that they forced Zach to keep Greer, and now she's got COVID. I think they, Greer is the only, like, villain that they can, like, villainize, like, the only person they can make a villain. So I think that's why they forced him to keep her. And, you know, uh, did you notice that Jesse said, like, she's under the weather, and yeah, then, they, it's like, why do they, how come they don't want to say COVID? I don't think they actually well, they, say, do they say COVID they, later? They did. They did. And then he, the, then the word asymptomatic was thrown out. Right. So I'm right. like, well, if she's asymptomatic, then she's not under the weather. She feels yes. fine. No, that's such a great point. Um, and one of the recaps I read said the exact same thing. So definitely sketchy. And you know, what's funny is that all the recaps have, it seems like everyone has just accepted the whole uh, Logan had COVID thing, which at the time we all thought was bullshit. Everybody was like, what really happened? There was that footage of Logan that people saw in trailers that never got released. But now when I read about everything, it's like we've all just moved on from that and people just think like that Logan actually had COVID, which I think was bullshit. And speaking of villains, um, I guess this episode, depending on um, your interpretation, this episode may have very well birthed a um, new villain. But uh, first off, we find out that Charity is going to get to make up for her one-on-one, which is actually a bit of a surprise to me. Did you think that, that she was going to get that opportunity? Yeah. I I, I mean, the Bachelor, Bachelor Nation would have literally flipped a table if she didn't, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it would have so been I fucked think up, they, they, but... Yeah. 
they gave, I think they gave the people what they want here. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. I mean, and I'm glad, I'm glad that they did. So, you know, basically that date is pretty much the beginning of this date is the, is the catalyst for kind of the, the undercurrent of this whole episode. But Zach shows up to, uh, you know, essentially pick up charity for their date and Kat asks if she can steal him right before the date, which is, is not something you see often, if ever. Um, and it absolutely ruffled some feathers. Zach, who, you know, I, sometimes he's a people pleaser. Sometimes he has balls. I never really know what to think about him, but he does agree. He does seem a little bit uncomfortable, but Kat gives him some little kisses and he comes <laughs> back to the room to leave with charity. And the first thing we see is Gabby mentioning that she notices lip gloss on his lips. What do you think about this whole thing? What do you think about Kat's move? I mean, do you think it was uh, as inappropriate as everybody else felt it was? I mean, uh, it's hard because they, no one's ever experienced a bachelor being sick and they can't, you know, see him for a week. Right. So they all miss him. Like they haven't, they all haven't seen him. So it's like a new level. Cause a, they go without seeing him in the normal, like how it normally goes for a long time. Right. And this is like, at the end of the day, they're supposed to get engaged to this dude. Right. So like they're going, you would expect them to want to see him more, especially after having a week of not seeing him at all. So I, I'm not saying that cat is like justified because I do think that, she could have gone about it in a more tactful way. Um, but I, I see where she's coming from. I think she's one of the few women there that actually like him. Yeah. I don't think all these women like him. I think she's one of the few women there that actually like him. And I think she was like, I missed him. Like, I really like this guy. So yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to do, I'm going to pull this move right here. Yeah. I, I really didn't think it was quite that horrible, but, um, you know, there will be some different, um, opinions on that as we, as we move forward. So I feel like, so in my notes, I have Brooklyn loves to call him out. So I feel like immediately as soon as, uh, charity and Zach leave, um, Brooklyn has something to, to say about this and basically just voices her, her absolute distaste and basically just makes everything really uncomfortable for everybody. But then we move on to the uh, the one-on-one -on -one with Charity. And did you notice that this might be something that happens all the time, but it's like they really wanted to remind us that we were in Europe. So they just had this little fucking little jig, like, doo -doo 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 -doo, like just going on in the background, like the entire... <laughs> The entire time. Um, have you, what do you think about the way Charity talks? She's got kind of a, like a, I don't know. She's got kind of a weird voice that's kind of off-putting sometimes. Like some, she it's kind of gets kind of squeaky sometimes. Have you noticed yeah, that? She's like always smiling so hard when she talks. So everything that she says comes out like this. You're like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of <laughs> weird. I, I, I wrote, um, and... I might be dumping. There was a lot of little sound bites in this episode that I, I may insert in post, but I wrote, why she, I wrote, why she talked that way and that squeak. <laughs> oh, I am so happy. I love this. Okay. After you. Thank you. Uh, you know, as, as usual for these, especially with these like European dates, they stumble upon an event that is meant to look like it's totally spontaneously happening on the street. 
but we know that it is probably just a setup for the show. But it is a wife carrying competition, which actually, according to one of the recaps that I read, uh, is actually a thing. And the Estonian uh-huh. the Estonians are apparently quite um, quite good at it. But this leads us. So the way that that one carries their wife is they. I don't even know how to describe this. They imagine if you were sitting on the back, if I bent over and you sat on the back of my neck facing away from me, facing towards my ass, then I stood up and held your legs. Your legs are going over my shoulder. Your butt is in the air next to my neck. And as Charity uh, so keenly observed, um, her face was in his ass. (laughs) She said, My face in his ass. I hated it, but I loved it at the same time. It's almost as good as... Who the f*** are these random assholes? Did you notice that shot of Jesse Palmer in the crowd? Just, what? Did you notice that? No, he was in the crowd for the the woman... uh, For the wife carrying competition. Yeah, he was there and he just had some like... Like like sunglasses on, I was like, what is what is he supposed to look like? A fucking an assassin? Like what? They it just cuts him for a second, no context, no like little thing saying Jesse Palmer. They just show him for one oh second. God. I'm like, what is he doing? He's just out in these streets, like following them. It was really weird. He had these big ass sunglasses on. It was funny. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, Zach did crush the crush the wife carrying contest though well i i was actually watching this with with ernie and he what did was he like have to say he was like how the hell is he so good and i'm like he played football he's an athlete and this and he goes oh like that makes sense and then right after i said that i guess someone else like someone in estonia like asks him like how are you so good at that and she goes he's an athlete yeah <laughs> Yeah. You catch charity say that? Yeah, he and he was an offensive he was an offensive lineman, which means he actually has to like wrangle like large men as opposed to a lot of other uh football players who've been on this franchise who uh mostly just run and either throw balls or catch them. Zach was uh-huh. actually like body and fools, so it makes sense that he would have some strength. Um the date is fine. It's okay. They're, they there's some more weird stuff. For example, they go uh, grab a drink in his shop. What do you think of that, bro? The bro in the shop serving them the liquor. I couldn't decide if I thought that that was an actual Estonian or if that was just some fucking bro that they put a nah. fucking hat on and were like, just talk crazy and make up some shit about drinking. I mean, I guess I don't know enough about Estonia to know what the accent sounds sounds like, but that doesn't that sounded like a really weird accent like an american doing an estonian yeah. accent it was pretty and bad. everyone has like spirit of halloween costume costumes on did yeah. you notice that yeah. like everything everything that they're wearing is so like oh this is a traditional garb but it looks like felt and polyester like it doesn't look good for anyone that's supposed to be estonian um but i what i did love about that was like they took a shot, and I can't remember which one of them said it, but I think it was Zach that was like, pepper? Yeah, yeah, but more like, pepper! Bah! Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I wanted to know, I definitely want to know what that um, what that tasted like. You know, often in these, these European things, they're like drinking fucking like fish, you know, some crazy like fish. Oh, I just remember, uh, God, was it Clayton season with, um, I can't remember who, maybe, maybe it was, um, was it, uh, was it... 
Serene, who squeezed the fish out on her face. Do you remember that? She essentially wrung out like a fish, like on her face and all like the oils and juices. It was like savage as fuck. Oh my God. No, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really gross. The, 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 the woman who, who ended up with, um, with Brendan, Brandon, Brandon from uh, Michelle's season, the, yeah, the Ser- Michelle 2.0, Ser- I think it's Serene. It's not Serene, Serena. Yeah, yeah Serene. Serene, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure she did that. While this date is going on, it cuts back to um, more of the drama going on back at the, um, at, the, at the house. And we have a really good scene with Ariel and Kat where Ariel kind of just shows some of her like very calm slash like boss bitch energy where she's talking to Kat, basically explaining why, you know, Kat's trying to act like she didn't do anything wrong and Ariel's doing a really good job of um, explaining to her how it could actually be interpreted the other way. It doesn't make you a bad person, but that just rubs people the wrong way. Like when you had your one-on-one, no one interrupted and no one kissed you It's before. not about the one-on-one and the dates. That's what I keep trying to say. I understand you're saying to go outside of the situation. But we also, situation and rules left when he got COVID. Everything has shifted right now. Not only we explain I don't think respect ever shifts though. Like, okay, but do you understand that, like, if this was not put in the position in the processor with COVID, like, that was probably not something I would do? But that, it is what you did. You know, Ari- I think Ariel really earned a lot of points with uh, Bachelor Nation this episode. Yeah, but I will say, and just to jump forward a little bit, no, I do. will say that conversation with Ariel, maybe, like, I think it actually like it actually like sunk in for Kat. I think she was like, yeah, she didn't push back because Kat was the one that um, initiated the conversation with Charity. You talk about later uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. Later on. So I'm like, oh, like she was probably trying to like apologize and like own up to it. Well, we're going to we're going to get into the to the Brooklyn action. I'm kind of just going through uh, through my notes in order here. Um, the trauma dump at dinner gets it's 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 um, Charity's apparently been cheated on a lot. Um, and her boyfriend apparently cheated with her friend, which is always a tough one. You know, th- this this trauma dump resonated with me particularly because I just felt really bad the way she was talking it just kind of put things in perspective. Like a lot of these women, especially the ones who make it further on, they're just going to have their hearts broken again. I mean, there can Uh only be one winner. And if you have five women with traumatic pasts who all have feelings for Zach, at the very least, four of them are going to get hurt. And it just, it just made me kind of sad to think about, you know, what she was referring to and you know we, we've had some really serious trauma dumps uh this season and i'm not trying to take away um the weight of any of those either but it just really made me think like you know poor charity if things don't work out for her like she's gonna have her heart broken again you know and it just it just kind of sucks that that's the the nature of this show you know we can only hope that maybe she'll find love on paradise if she doesn't make it till till the end but um it is a little bit sad when you think about it uh that way yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I also think that, uh, again, going back to the like, I don't think everybody likes him kind of thing. Right. Like, I don't think we're going to have too many broken hearts. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's like a few that I think are like, oh, yeah, like 
really into him, but there's so many that he's like, like they, like the women are like, so many of the women are like out of his league, you know? And I think some of them realize that, like, I hope Ariel realizes that, but you know. I think, uh, yeah, Zach's the kind of guy where you might, you might be sad in the moment, but it probably doesn't take you very long to, um, to get over him. Did you know, uh, notice when they were showing some B-roll that they, uh, they showed a windmill. It's pretty much, you have to show yep. a windmill. <laughs> um, I love it. I love yeah. when I saw the windmill and I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much burned into a uh, bachelor, bachelor lore at this point. It's, it's mandatory <laughs> that, yeah. a, that a windmill gets a shout out. Um, <laughs> let's talk about something that really... This was just, I don't know if the producers rigged this or not, but um, this episode's uh, spiraler, if you will, uh, is Jess. Jess is on a full, full downward spiral. Um, with the exception of Greer, who we don't see this whole episode, she is the only remaining woman who has not received a one-on-one -on -one date. And they, um, for the group date, that she so she finds out. I mean, she's she's crying a lot this episode, but she she's upset. Um, I don't know if she if she's freaking out about Charity getting her her redo, but she definitely freaks out when she finds out that um, Ariel will be receiving um, the additional one on one in Estonia for their group date. They go to sort of like a a witchy a witchy woman. And, um, you know, Jess is just really on some make or break shit. I mean, she is just freaking out. She, she's really trying to maximize her group date time. And they, they set up, um, a situation where Zach and each of the women hold a candle. They hold a lit candle and stare at each other deeply across the candle. They make eye contact, furious eye contact through this burning candle. <laughs> and when it comes to Jess's turn, Jess, who already has just a, a bit of a terrifying smile on her face because it's one of those I'm dying inside smiles where you're trying to <laughs> smile really big, but you look like you're about to fucking explode. And, you know, she's she's basically looking for a sign in this moment and the candle blows out. <laughs> and... And the lady, the the witch hosting the um, the group date, basically just says something like, "Oops, sorry, <laughs> sorry." She goes, <laughs> I'm she sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like in that in that moment, Jess just realizes that her fate is just it's just sealed right there. Like it's sealed. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Poor thing. Poor thing. Jess, I wrote she's really a girl amongst women. I mean, would you agree? She's a girl's girl for sure. Yeah. 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 She's a girl's girl. Super sweet. Like, and she's like an angel. Like she's just so sweet and kind and she's fragile, you know, Pobrecita. like she's very fragile, but I think she's going to be fine. Like she's gorgeous. She's like one of the few like natural beauties this season. And, uh, Na maybe natural, so but also lots of, Lots of makeup, maybe just lots of glitter, but lots of, lots of something, lots of something going on. There's the glitter for sure. The <laughs> glitter. She's going to be famous for that glitter for sure. I hope she does something funny with the glitter at the women tell all. That would be you hilarious. Know? 
I wrote down uh, make a cheers. Zach is just bad at at toasting. He really should have taken one of those. I know you were talking about some some classes that he in business development or in um you know how to talk to people in situations, but he needs to do one of those toastmaster things because that man cannot can he couldn't even say toast. He said let's make a cheers. <laughs> <laughs> he corrected himself right away. Yeah, but like, he's clunky though. He's really clunky. Yeah, he's not a good public speaker. I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. We he said something though. That was um, good. He said he did say something that I was like so proud of him. I think it was on the one-on-one with Charity, um, when she was telling him about like you know how like she's been cheated on and she felt like she lost herself or whatever. And he said, I know I've been in relationships before where I've lost myself. And I asked myself and I, I at that time, I didn't even know what my favorite kind of music was. Right. Right. And I was like, damn, like, like that, like he like very quickly like connected with her. And that's the first time I've ever seen him do that, you know? So pretty sad if that's if that's true i mean when you have such a lack of identity that you don't even know you know what you yourself like that's just uh that's sad that's very sad yeah um but i gotta say that he's still he's still terrible uh with his words so gabby gabby was looking really slick um on the group date she had this like super tight uh, like leather mini dress with like the oversized like uh forest green uh blazer hair like hella slick. I mean she looked really good, and Zach really wanted to pay her a compliment, and he all he could say he just goes, "It's different," and I dig it. <laughs> but I know, I know he wanted to say something like he wanted to pull something out, and he just it's all surface, you know. You yeah. you're, like you're, you're like you've been saying this whole time. He's like, you guys are so hot. Like he just doesn't yeah. have, he just doesn't have, um, he just doesn't have words. And speaking of words, Jess, she says the words, "I'm the only person without a one-on-one." So many times, I decided that that had to become part of the uh, the drinking game for this episode, and. I mean, she says it so many times, and then uh, she even says, uh, I'm the only person without a one-on-one. As you know, she says that to everybody else. I mean, everybody has to be tired of hearing her say that. I think everybody understands why she's saying it, but everybody has to be tired of her saying it. She says it so many times. Yeah, yeah. And I think she's, like, tying way too much meaning behind that, you know? If Ariel was, if she did, if she got the one-on-one and Ariel didn't, like, do we think that Ariel would be freaking out as much as Jess is? Like, no, because no. But again, put those two. I'm sorry, but put those two side by side. I mean, again, Ariel is just a little too confident in herself and and what she's done and and how she yeah. looks. And, and Jess just doesn't have um doesn't have the confidence. So um, this is going to be a short episode. We got to kind of fly through some stuff. Um, but I do want to ask you. How do you feel about the insecurity speech? I don't feel like it ever goes over well when um, when a contestant tells the lead how insecure they're feeling, especially at this point in the game. I don't think that that ever goes well. Never. You know, unless unless the bat unless like the uh, the lead is like super duper into you. But I would say nine times out of ten, you lead with the uh, the insecurity speech. 
and it's gonna it's gonna fuck you up a little bit. Or that usually the insecurity speech, if it's not about full on insecurity, it starts out as insecurity and then it turns into an opportunity to snitch on the person who's been maybe uh, feeding your insecurities. You know, I just feel like either way, you just end up losing. Well, I think we have seen before because I I think about like previous seasons where the lead has needed to like make people like like maybe the person has gotten a little in their head or whatever, but the lead knows, no, like you're at the top of my list. Like, I really like you. So they say what they need. They say things to comfort them and to say, oh, yeah, hey, like, no, like you're here for a reason, like just hang tight, like stay strong kind of thing like that. So I think that's what Jess was trying to get. And she was trying to get what they call the validation, right? She's trying to get the validation and she didn't get it. I also think though that Zach is like, you do one thing that he does not like and you're out. His true colors are really starting to show um, in that, in that regard. And a lot of the recaps, you know, I think Zach went from the bar being so low that nobody was into him to people being like, Hey, like maybe he's not so bad to now everybody realized, like at first we were like, oh yeah, cheers to Zach. He's got, you know, he's got no time for the drama. You know, he's got no patience for Uh the drama. Hell yeah. But now we're realizing that he literally has no patience for anything at all. And he will cut you off in a heartbeat. And I got to say, I don't really co-sign on the way she did it and, and how much she, she kind of lost herself in doing it. But Jess had a very good point. I mean, at this point in the game, you know, she's like, look, if, if I'm going to marry some fucking body, like, I want to be chose. I want them to choose me. I want them to see me. And it's obvious that, you know, regardless, like, she is the one who's being seen last, you know? And mm-hmm. they are running out of time. And I don't, I don't necessarily, like I said, agree with the way she did it because it was a little extra. But her point, I still think, was very, very valid. And I don't think she was out of pocket for saying it. I just wish... She hadn't used the words one-on-one fucking 50 times, you know, and and made it sort of more about their relationship and not about this thing, right? This thing where, you know, I I don't know. I just, she said, she just said one-on-one too much, but I think that her point was, was very valid. I mean, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I think she definitely said one-on-one too much and I was like yelling at the TV because I was like oh my god I get what you're trying to say but like stop saying one-on-one um and then yeah that whole conversation was just really cringy and hard to watch because just seeing Zach's face like you like saw it change like you like saw him go like not dealing with this anymore yeah right uh like you literally like saw that shift in his like expression and um after that you were like i think she saw it too and she was like well i don't know guess this is done now kind of thing yeah yeah i'm also one thing that bothers me on this show is how often people talk about how they're confused and i just don't feel like they're using the term confused properly i feel like people are saying confused about like when they're they're sad and and like Jess was like, I'm just so confused. I'm so confused. And I'm like, Jess, you're actually not confused. You actually know exactly what's going on here. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're, maybe you're confused by the fact that, like, yeah, you guys fucking tongued down a few times and it didn't lead to anything. But I think even you can just realize, like, hey, he's he's got stronger connections. He likes other women better than you. You're not, you know, you, you said your piece. He didn't take it well. Mm-hmm. I think you're actually not confused. But I, people are always like, I'm just, like on Bachelor in Paradise in particular, they're always like, I'm just, I'm so confused. And I'm like, what the fuck are you confused about? You have all the facts. You have all the facts. Yeah. There's nothing to be confused about. And people are fucking dicks. Like, of course, people people are going to lead you on. Um, I feel like Ariel, I, I wrote down Ariel going to make him forget quick. I mean, I don't think he wasted any time uh, mourning mourning the loss of Jess. Um, as we talked about with, um, well, this was actually uh, Scotty and I last episode when um, when Gabby got the um, the pretty woman date, uh, Ariel got the beating each other with leaves date. He, he, she got the weird spa date. Yeah, but there's always, <laughs> I think beating each other with branches has is, is become uh, a thing as well. I mean, I feel like they, they were doing, they did it on Hannah Brown season. I know that, um, that, uh, Gabby, Wendy and, uh, Johnny were beating each other with leaves. Um, I feel like there, I feel like anytime you're on a spa date, someone's getting, someone's getting beat with some, some branches. I feel like they did that on, um, on bachelor in paradise as well. Um, I'm going to kind of gloss over this date a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, the big joke with this date um, was was the nudity, you know. There's also the trope of the um, getting love advice from the old couple. Uh, this time they happen to be naked. Yeah. I thought they were so cute, though. And they were like... Are you talking about Ariel and Zach or the old couple? The old couple. Yeah. And I like what I liked about them is like they were like un- like truly uncensored. Like everything that they shared was like... You know, what did he say? They were like, oh, so important. Talking, 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 talking. Yeah, <laughs> and giving space. And giving space, yeah. So I was like, that's so sweet. Like, that's such a sweet little, you know, nugget of, of relationship advice. And it, you could tell that, like, that came from them, like, what they've experienced. Do you feel like Zach and Ariel have good chemistry? No. It's sexual chemistry. It's not, like authentic like real chemistry i really like ariel a lot and she is funny but she's also just a little dull she just doesn't she's just a little too a little too dull which i mean they're both a little bit robotic at times so maybe they they could bond in sort of an uh, electronic way um (laughs) but i do want to say that ariel kind of she kind of dodged a bullet on the trauma dump part of the date because she didn't get too trauma dumpy. I mean, she, she showed a little bit of vulnerability and even I think referred to vulnerability, but it wasn't until she was by herself in the testimonial that she really let it out and said the, she was really sad when she was like, I'm just so tired of, of being alone. And she might've even started crying and yeah, she did. You know, a, a lot of people, uh, would, would reveal that in the trauma dump portion of the, uh, of the date, but she held that back, but then let it out in the testimonial. And I, I couldn't decide how I felt about that though. To be honest, I think these, these trauma dumps are a little too extreme for first date. So I actually don't really fault her for, you know, not feeling for not feeling like she had to expose that, you know, on their, their only one-on-one time together. Well, I think maybe she didn't want to make him feel like I'm here because I just don't want to be alone instead of ah. I'm here because 
I like you kind of thing. Very because good personally, point. like again, back to like like them not liking him very much. Like he I don't think she's got the like think about it. Like she in the what do they call that? The ITM? She just says, I'm so I just don't want to be alone. I'm so tired of being alone. Instead of saying, I like him so much, like I like I'm so like scared, like that, you know, he's going to have further along with another relationship. Like she says, like, I don't want to be alone and we get it. Like, yeah, you know, at her age, well, no, she's only like 28 or something like that, but she lives in New York city. Like loneliness is like turned up like 20 times. We live in New York, especially for women. So I get it. And I get where she's coming from, but she's just, it just like, to me solidified the fact that like, there's just no real like romantic chemistry there very good between them all right well look in these last few minutes again i'm sorry folks that this has to be a a short uh short episode and that it's coming out late in the week um brooklyn what do we think about brooklyn obviously brooklyn is is funny and and wild and she had the the line of the episode which i believe was if the shoe fits then lace that bitch up but yeah um how do i i feel like she was being a little too aggressive um, in her tone with Kat at a certain point. And the moment that you referred to uh, earlier um, in this episode, which was a big standout, is when Kat goes to apologize to Charity one-on-one and Brooklyn has to, again, insert herself in the drama. And even Charity doesn't look that excited that Brooklyn um, came over. What's your, what's your take on all this? Do you feel like Brooklyn is being out of pocket? Yeah, Brooklyn is being way too extra about this. She's not, like, I think the words that she used, I mean, it's funny because they were like, those are harsh words. So she said, like, classless, and I can't remember what the other one was. But it's like, come on, like, like to say someone is classless is like, they had to do something really bad and she didn't really do anything that bad. Um, but I, yeah, I thought it was inappropriate. Charity is a big girl. She could handle herself. And it's also the fact that like cat pulled charity aside. Like she obviously like was going to apologize to charity. And I almost feel like maybe Brooklyn was like trying to sabotage that apology because she didn't want, her like charity and and cat to be okay like she wanted to create a divide oh definitely i mean brooklyn is definitely trying to she's i I feel like by the end it was she was bullying cat i mean her point had been made you know if she truly cared about charity she would let them work that out um in their own way i mean what she was saying was is that she didn't think that cat was going to be accountable and wasn't going to give her a proper apology and so she was going to march on over there to make sure um, yeah. that she did it. But a lot of hot takes um, about that um, in various recaps as far as Brooklyn's motivation, but I'm not really trying to get into that here. But, you know, there were people talking about Brooklyn for Bachelorette. And I, I tell you, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to I heard see that, that too. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't see it at all either. Could her do, um, could her lips have shrunk over the course of this season? I, don't, I just don't think hers, like when I think about girls with big lips on this show, she's not someone that comes well, hers to are mind. Injection. I mean, hers are, in, she's not someone that comes to mind. Her lip injections are off the fucking hook. <laughs> her lips are massive. Let me see. Uh, her lips are crazy. 
Scotty I and I know. talk about her lip injections all the time. And as uh, as the Florida um, provocateur that you are, I, I would certainly expect that you would know that you would notice um, <laughs> that she that she's oh, yeah. lipped up. Yeah, and usually yeah. they have They're about there. a pound of gloss on them. She does put a lot of gloss on them. That is true. To me, it's her her extensions suck ass. <laughs> They're like very uneven. Like she had, you could tell it, they kind of looks like she had short hair and then they put like those long ass extensions. So it's like her hair is like really full here and like less full, like at the bottom. So her extensions are caca. I got I got to say, uh, cat though, cat has a hot pouty face. No, cat is super cute. Also, can we talk about Katie and her super cute, sparkly, twinkly eyes? Oh God, I think they're already in love. I think that yeah. those two are, are really going for it. And I also wrote down just a sidebar that her she's got those pillow those pillow boobs. She's just got those soothing breasts that you just want to like put your <laughs> put your face in and like go to sleep. You know what I mean? She just is so everything about her just seems so comforting and welcoming. And yeah. the chemistry between those two. I mean, that's a it's a. In the, especially on these group dates, you it's a really good actual barometer of where where because you can just watch the interactions and the way he is with Katie compared to you know some of the other women. I mean, he is so far along with her. Um, I think those two are already pretty pretty seriously uh, pretty seriously involved. Top top three right now for you, Katie, Gabby, and. I was going to say Kat, but, you know, Kat brings up her insecurities and doesn't throw Brooklyn under the bus, which I was proud of her for, for uh -huh. not doing. But instead, she had to kind of take an L and just act like everything was OK when it obviously wasn't. So that made things a little bit more weird for her. So I don't know if she's still running quite as hot as she was, but Katie and Gabby definitely in um, in my top three. Uh, what about you? Um, I think it's going to be, I think Katie and Kat or Katie, Kat. And I'm, I think Ariel's I up there though, man. I would maybe say Katie, Katie, Gabby, Ariel, just to, just to keep it interesting. I mean, yeah. I don't know that, that him and Charity have quite the intense chemistry that they need to go all the way. Him and Kat had a really good thing going, but I think there was a bit of a, a hiccup and I don't know yeah. that anybody else is really an intense contender. Um, did you see the preview for the next episode? I don't. You know, I don't watch them, so I don't uh, know. Man. All right. I well, won't here, wrap say it up. Then. Here, take take us home. Hit us. Hit us with some closing thoughts. Uh, closing thoughts are, I think, uh, Gabby's hilarious. Oh, really quick, you missed this. You guys didn't say this, but I had to say it from last week's episode. Um, Gabby, when they were doing the, the fragrance thing, she, the guy was like, oh, this scent is, you know, more sensual, more woody. And she goes, love a sensual woody. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she had all the good jokes. I know Bro, your sense of humor. Like so, she yeah. didn't miss a beat. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, yes, so far, so shitty. Zach sucks. He's not a good, I don't think he's a good person. I think um, I can see why he's single. He lives in Austin in a sea of gorgeous available women and has an amazing job. He should be, he should be wifed up. And I think he's not because he's kind of toxic. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I think we'll be finding out more. Um, you know, I was really happy for him when I thought that he was going to actually end up being, um, 
sort of a surprise a surprise hit, you know, a sleeper hit. But people are starting to see him for who he is now. And I think uh, as far as Bachelor Nation goes, he's, he's probably not going to get a lot of love. But gotta, we still got some more drama to come. So we'll see what happens. Mandy, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate you hanging out with me on this uh, Friday evening. Um, hope you're looking forward to the weekend. And we'll be seeing you soon. All righty. Arrivederci. All right. Peace out.